Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be used. Alright, welcome back for another episode of the Cobra Cast for the President VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty, the President Logan. Got my co-host, Ricky Etdog, VP Etridge. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Etdog. Mate, yeah. I'm excited about this one. Yeah, mate, this was a good oh, one. This is one that I've been, myself and Ben have been trying to line this up for, oh, I'm going on probably two to three months. So we, we finally got it done, Port Melmo. Oh. Yeah, the the world champs, Port Melmo. <laughs> <laughs> You're Look, Festival of Football World Champs. Oh, I reckon they'd be world champs or something else, I reckon, with their... Their attitude towards certain activities. Yeah, yeah, mate. They have a good time, that's for sure. And uh, the boys were having a great. We're about to head out for a night, night with the boys. A, a night. It was like well, a eight day. In the yeah. Morning. yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. All right. It was a day <laughs> I think, for I it. Was like, I think it was eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> their time. They're on the ciders though, so yeah. it's a, it's a morning drink. True, that's very true. That's that's like that's your mother's milk, that stuff in the morning. Just to you put that with your body, you wait, you, your fruit loops just to get the taste of it. In. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you, mate. This is a episode where it was a bit later our time. I had sat there and enjoyed. I think we'd done this. Did we do this the night we done kick the kick? We recorded with the fellas from kick the kick, so yeah, yeah. So I, re- I think I had a good three and a half, four hours of uh. Tucked into a few carton dries on my belt. This was the night where you you noticed I switched up to a bit of water at some at one point in time. Just to, yep. I didn't say anything, and you sort of mentioned to me like, "Are you drinking some water?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, I am." Yes. <laughs> With a flushed look on your face, yeah. like, Phew, I still got to get through another recording." But mate, it was a good chat with the boys Ben and Patsy from Port Melmo, and yes, they are the they won the uh, festival of football that. Yeah, the AFL Europe put on, which was pretty awesome. Um, the the men and the women team, the the, uh, the Maulers and the, and Lynx. the Lynx. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And it was, speaking about um, it's another festivals. Swedish team I should mention. A it Swedish is, team, yeah. Our second time across there, and hopefully our third time very very shortly. But speaking of festival of football in Europe, mate, O'Neill is who supplied the jumpers for the best of field. Have you seen that uh, Adelaide Crows have signed a deal with them to be their supplier? Oh shit! No, they're, they're uh, step, stepping into the uh, the AFL, mate. They've... Mate, that's oh. uh, I'm sure that's a big deal for them. That that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, considering that a lot of AFL Europe clubs, I remember I was looking into them when I was trying to play our apparel uh, company, but we went a bit closer to home just because we thought it was a smarter option. And 
Yeah, I seen today that um, you think today, yeah, today I seen that Adelaide Crows have signed a multi-year deal with them to be their apparel partner. I was like, that's pretty bloody cool that C O'Neill stepping into the uh, AFL. Yeah, mate. I, well, I reckon we can claim a hand in helping that happen because O'Neill's did feature in a fair few jumpers in our um, best jumper around the world. So maybe you know. Obviously, somebody from Adelaide Crows has been watching and checked out our socials um, when that was going on. And uh, Dan Jackson, mate. Yeah, of course. Well, there, there you go. There it is. Six <laughs> six degrees of separation right there. Dan Jackson, number one runner in the business for uh, the Adelaide Crows. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. When I seen that O'Neill sign, I was like, oh, that's fantastic. I'm like, oh, I honestly reckon eight months ago, oh, eight month, nine months ago, I would have gone, that is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, O'Neill stepping into the AFL. That's just strange. But now I look at it and went, ah, whatever, that's normal. I Yeah. Because they haven't, I thought it was pretty bloody cool that they like, Mate, they've done a fair few footy jumpers for a lot of different teams across Europe. And, uh, mate, there was a few few jumpers that did feature in our best that were um, from O'Neill's. They didn't quite take the cake as uh, South Dublin was done by Defy, which is a, you know, an, an Irish Irish, Irish lad that had a hand in helping that come I about. So. I do feel like majority of jumpers we would have done would have been O'Neill's. Actually, oh. maybe not. We have to, but I honestly reckon out of all the clubs we have done, O'Neill's would hold a fairly decent chunk, if not majority shareholder of all the clubs we have done. Yeah, well, like they do a lot of the, the um, England teams, Europe teams, there's a lot. West Lothian got their new ones through like West Lothian. Um, yeah, quite a few, I'd say. Who, who was the club that they ordered their jumpers through? O'Neill's, they've rocked up. I think they they rocked up a day or two before they needed. We had a tournament and they were too small, or they weren't the right size. So they hit up O'Neill's and O'Neill's got the jumpers shipped up, shipped out to them straight away. Oh, you really, it? you're really testing the memory there. Um, <sighs> I'll you, tell you, you what, club it, it was, was a football was... team. I know that for nah, a fact. bullshit. You're kidding yourself. <laughs> Definitely well, a football team. Okay. Well, I knew it made my number one pick in the, uh, the best jump in the world, the um, Dolph Blues. So Neil was Dolph Blues, yeah. Make of them. They do. And then that's we – we were absolutely shocked that that wasn't a fighting it for the top spot because um, that's a cracking jumper. Uh, very intricate design. And You know what, mate? Yeah, you know what? Look. You may sit there and go, they didn't win. I now declare Dolph Blues is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeking an injunction from the Supreme Court to stop all voting. Yep. Mate, if only you knew. If only you knew it was that easy back then. Oh. You could have uh, you could have rigged the voting. Well, oh. you did control the voting, so you you uh, you could have just, rigged it in your favour. But but I didn't, mate, because I'm just, a just shows citizen. how democratic you are, mate, and you just believe in democracy and... Oh, Everyone man. has the right to vote, and and, and trust me, I've I, I found out about it too. Some of the uh, there's no abusive messages, but there's a few messages like, "How did this not win?" It's like, well, it didn't. Like, but they're leading this much on Facebook. It's like, yeah, but it's also Instagram votes going to it as well. It's yeah, but mate, mate. there was some bloody yeah. But, if yeah. you were trying to rig it, you didn't rig it well enough because <laughs> you didn't win. So I wasn't trying to rig it, mate. But um, mate, it, it's Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Podcast it, recommendations. It is, it is, I, I sat here when we decided that we we're going to record tonight and going, shit, I actually got to think of some podcasts to recommend because I've pretty much, I thought I'd gone through 
majority of my podcast I listen to. And then I realised probably a podcast that probably sort of fits in well with what we do, chatting to clubs all around the world. It's a, it's a podcast called Mid Flight Brawl. Uh, it's flight bro. Yeah, it's a couple of comedians from Australia, Luke, you know, Nick Cody and Luke Heggie. They literally will pull up an incident that's happened. I think the tagline is uh, were, people would tip rats on land and this would happen when you let them fly. And they literally just pick out uh, something's happened around the world in the air, people getting your punch-ons in the flight or just incidents on planes. And it is, it is fucking hilarious. I've been they've done like 35 episodes and i listened to one today and i was pissing myself laughing while i was mowing my lawn so um yeah so mid flight bro that's a good one if you want a good laugh nice easy listening and that's actually really bad here i'm gonna give one but i don't think it needs hamish and andy podcast that's it's a, a staple of everyone's life i would have thought so but yeah i'm starting to run out of podcasts mate especially Adam, footy and been done we have a little connection to hamish and andy's at our club because former player, Scuzzy, of Ollie and Scuzzy fame, toured with uh, Hamish and Andy when they were doing a uh, little um, around Australia yeah, trip. And uh, I, I, yeah. I think you meant Ollie and Scuzzy from, you know, Ed Dog's wedding fame. But yeah, yeah wedding yeah. fame. Yeah, yep, yep. I actually so, forgot about that. They're on, the, on the, one of the Caravans of Courage. Yeah, Caravans of Courage. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. Um, yeah, have, hopefully Ollie and Scuzzy are doing all right. We've not, not been able to play all the... Bar gigs that they usually play, uh, mate, week in, week out. They're a staple in most yeah. most people's my, uh, lives. That uh... My cousin had booked them for her wedding, which unfortunately actually probably been going on in the week or two. So, um, yeah. So, it's, oh, I don't think we've mentioned it. Have we mentioned it? Congratulations to uh, to Dicko and Jen. I don't think we mentioned it last week. No, buddy. That's one thing we forgot to mention on Monday. Um, yeah, congratulations to the newest... Uh, Father-son recruit for the Sandown Cobras, uh, little Asha Dixon. Uh, congratulations to Jen and Dicko on the safe arrival of Asha. Um, yeah, hope hope they're all doing well. And uh, I, I gave uh, Dicko a message the other day to congratulate and check in how he's going. And let's say he hasn't really taken to fatherhood that well because he said... Um, I can't repeat what he said to me. So uh... <laughs> it must have been a lot better than what he said. To me. It must have been as bad what he said to me because his message was pretty good. I think I messaged him saying, "Yeah, congratulations, whatnot." He messaged me back saying, um, "So we've got it so much easier." And I was like, "What are you talking about, mate? Them couch at the hospital, very, very uncomfortable. Like I don't understand how you think we've got it easy. Like we don't." <laughs> yeah, but trust me, we've got it easy. We, oh yeah, no, we. Yeah. There's some we don't want to even joke about because um, all the so, mums at our club do, you know, they've gone so through I, will, I will joke about this because the fact when I was 17, I had gallstones and my gallbladder removed. Mate, you're not going to bring no, that up. No, You've no, brought no. that up I'll, before, I'll come because on. Because my mum has said the gallbladder, having, your, having gallstones is exactly the same pain as what you have contractions having a kid. So I all can right. sit there and say, I've been through what Kelly's been through. Sort okay. of, just um, actually not really because I don't, yeah, sort of. <laughs> well, unfortunately, you know, some women don't end up having their child naturally and they have to no, have no. Uh, <laughs> surgery. So imagine, imagine you then having to have your stomach sliced all the way from 
from hip to hip open just to rip out your gallstones, mate. Um, oh, I had like three tubes in there, isn't that? <laughs> <laughs> before, we, before, before we get into this one, I, I want to bring this up Monday night. I know this is a long episode. What are your thoughts on trade week? Do you think it's just overblown, go for too long? Yeah, but it's just stop pissing in my pocket and just, you know, tell us how it is. Like, get the deals done and move on. Like, it is it's the biggest waste of two weeks. Like, yeah. the, the, the talks of who's going to be traded where start before the grand final. Trade week's only just open, and apparently everyone's going everywhere. Yeah. I, apparently, you're being traded to bloody Port Malmo as their vice president to their president. I'm being traded out to bloody Qatar. Like, who knows yeah. what's going on? Yeah, mate. I, it's more realistic than some of the shit you hear. Yeah, I, I don't get it. It's like, do you need two weeks to to say, oh, somebody's requested a trade, and so we want your best player on your list for him. And you go, no, you're not getting your best player. They go, oh, well, we'll take your second best. And I'll go, how about you go fuck yourself? We'll give you the 30th draft pick in next year's draft. And they oh. go, they go, oh, all right, fine. Oh, like, here you've been doing with uh, Adrian Dodoro. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the most annoying thing. But it goes to two weeks. Yep. It's been proven in the last like three to four years that 90% of Deals get done in the last day anyway. Like, yeah, yeah. just it's get just the deals done. Just too much airtime, mate. Too much airtime for people. And people just make up some bullshit trades. And like, if <sighs> you're if you're a player who's pretending that wants to go just to get a bit of deal, like, surely there's there's ways to to uh, you know make make the deals happen, get them done. Like, you don't need it. I don't know. Oh, uh, like. Like I said, I've been getting into the rugby a bit now. I've been surprised at the way they do things. There's guys that are already signed with new teams for the following season, still playing for their current team, and they talk about it openly. And uh, I think uh, <laughs> you were baffled the other day when we were chatting about um, the loan system in soccer. Yeah, loan. You system. were absolutely just baffled. It's uh, yeah. It's, I think it's some. It's we have. Things that they want to progress with and they want to move forward. And, you know, they had this mid-season draft and they do all these, you know, trying to be like American sports and stuff. And I think all it, all it does is helps more people stay in jobs to write the bullshit articles that go along with all the, the rumors mid- and innuendos that are happening. But we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up now, mate. And then I'll express my displeasure to you off air about the mid-season <laughs> draft because I could go on. This could be a whole episode, separate episode about, about my thoughts on the pre-season or the mid-season draft and all this and that. And but, but Ben and Patsy, this was a good chat. This is a uh, relaxed. Um, like you said, speaking cr- of spe- speaking of draft, you know, of AFL and drafting and trading, someone not a massive fan of uh, one of my boys down at Essendon. Dylan, you know, he was. Very, 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 very vocal about the uh, his displeasure in a, in a deal that Essendon done a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah they're, they're good um, Aussie lads that are enjoying their time over in Sweden playing for Port Malmo. And I'll tell you what, I reckon we'd fit right in with those guys over there. They have a great time. And um, yeah, let's get into this chat and uh, we'll catch you next week with, I think, uh, we got Birmingham coming up and we got Central Blues. Central Blues. So, North America um, week. We talk about not having many in the in the bank, but we got a couple in there. So <laughs> no, no. Well, I just want to let's let's just see this for a second. At one point in time, we had what twenty episodes pre-recorded, roughly about that. Yeah, well, we were recording like yeah, yeah, eight we had, in a weekend. We, we, so. we, had like, we had like over twenty episodes pre-recorded. Well, we're literally telling clubs, look, we can do you, but it might take two months to come out to you. 
We've got two. <laughs> we're now literally going, okay, make sure, we're now going to be doing like weekend or two yeah. weekends in advance. It's makes looking forward to it. Bit of, bit of pressure on us, mate. It's been a while since we've been pressure. Yeah, it's good. All right. But yeah, enjoy this one and maybe we'll catch you next week and we'll update you with all the the politics and trades and everything next week. We'll, maybe they'll have a president. Who knows? More chance of trades getting done, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. All right. Enjoy this. Catch you next week. All right, so today we're joined by Ben and Padsy, all the way from Sweden. Uh, they're from the Port Malmo Maulers, is it? Correct. The Maulers. Very nice. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Nice. Thank you. Um, with all international guests we have, we, we like to know how a couple of Aussies find their way over to Port Malmo and start playing footy over there. Uh, I, I'm a teacher, so I've been teaching um, around the world and ended up in Sweden. And I was up the road in Helsingborg and I stumbled, that was back in 2011, and I stumbled across the Helsingborg Saints. And that was before smartphones and anything like that. And I remember them sending me an email saying, yes, we train here. And I was like, right, got to get there. And it was the middle of winter. And I wrote down the directions on my hand to, to try and find my way in this weird snowy country. And I walked for five Ks in the snow and came across this gym. And all these boys were standing out in front of like, hey, how you going? What's going on here? And they're like, oh, are you Patsy? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going for training. I thought it was just a gym session or something. But yeah, you know, go inside and it was all indoor football training. I was like, how do we train in here? But it was just... A bunch of guys, a bunch of Swedes running around hand passing. And I was like, okay, I guess we're hand passing all winter then and short kicks. And uh, yeah, that's how I came across it. And then uh, went back home and came back here and ended up at Port Malmo. Um, Helsingborg folded, so I got stuck with their arch rivals down the road. Uh, yeah, I uh, lived in Copenhagen in 2010 with the Danish bird for a bit. And uh, Back to Australia, and then I wanted to go back to Copenhagen too hard for a visa. Mates over there said just go to Malmo, easier to get a visa for Sweden, and they got footy there as well. So did that. And then the first few weeks of landing, I got in contact, went down there, stopped stopped playing footy when I was 12, 27 when I moved here, and just did fitness, meet some mates, see how I went, and then yeah, got it. I just want to point out what time is it across there, fellas? Uh, 9.30. 9.30 in the morning. You did hear the boys just crack themselves a tinny. <laughs> <laughs> How do you quietly open a can? You can oh, take no. the boys out of Oz, but you can't take the Oz out of the boys. So well, <laughs> to be fair, if you were sitting next to Ben, you never did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. We've um, right. had discussions before, and I try and you know, do it quite you know, quietly and I'm editing it and all you see is you look real sheepish and you're trying to open it real quietly and you're never quiet about it. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, mate. Oh, you, you do this, you do the whole like, look away, like I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to yeah. grab a beer, you're looking away. And it's like, just be ashamed of it. Sure. Yeah. But if mum, if you're listening, it's 9.30 at night, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I just have orange. I just have orange juice in the can. I'm from Sweden. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, that's how it comes in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, it's mango cider, so ah, it's quite actually just juice. Yeah. So, that's going to cost us. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon that's a sand, the sand down version of the orange UDL. Yeah. <laughs> Malmo version. Sorry of the sand down's orange UDL. Yeah. That's it. Um. All right. So, what positions do you play? <laughs> well. Well, I'm about 600 kilos overweight, but uh, before doing my ACL, I'd be a midfield in the back flank sort of position, which I loved. But um, yeah, did the ACL a few years back and didn't stop drinking and eating cheese. So um, slowly trying to get back. I had a run last weekend, but um, a run. well, a run, a, a jog. <laughs> but uh, hopefully next year, I need a big preseason this year. I'm a. Uh... Goal square specialist. Uh, yeah. I'm a small forward, sneak forward. I don't like moving too much. <laughs> so you're a bloke that I would like to have at my feet when I drop the very, very few that I drop and you scoop in and <laughs> oh, mate. put them through. All day. I'm sleeping up. Right. I'll steal them. I'll snag them off. The <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? He's the bloke you'd be abusing because he's <laughs> gone in front of your mark and you'd be go get out of me fucking way. Fucking I'm leading there. Yeah. You'd be, <laughs> I've, be never fair, I've never abused anyone in my life. Thank you, Rifty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get old Jorge on here, Steve. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that, what number do you guys wear? Do you guys have a certain number that you love to wear or just whatever comes out the kit bag? I was always a fan of number seven. That was always a seven and five because obviously the great James Hurt. But um, yeah, always a prime number, man. But now it's whatever Guernsey will fit me. <laughs> Biggest one in the kit. <laughs> 678 or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm 15. I think it was just the first number I wore when I got the club. And now I showed, the, showed all these on the wall. They've all got 15 on the back of them. Also your IQ, which is helpful as well. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, you, you did show your collection of jumpers, and we spoke before we jumped on before we started recording. But who do you guys follow in the AFL? I'm a Bombers fan, and I, I hate it. I hate it. it. Makes me so bad. <laughs> I mean, ever since 2012, I was in, in Sweden when the drug scandal happened, and um, I mean, it just—it's really hard. I mean, I love American football and baseball and um, ice hockey and. NBA, I love all that, and thank God I've got that in my life because it's so hard. Like football's supposed to be a break; it's supposed to be entertainment; it's supposed to be community, and it just you haven't got any of that, and it just, <laughs> just depressing. You watch each week, you watch it, and these some of these players. I'm not. I don't want to name names because I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> oh my God, it's it's so. Yeah, every week I put it on and my stomach turns, you know, like... You always go when you're like, oh, we're a bloody chance here. We're, 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 we're going to do it today. And then within 10 minutes, you're sitting there going, fuck, what I bother? Yeah, kill me. Just kill me. <laughs> like, And you get so excited and there's so many good individual players and you're like, no, we're going to be good. And this is the year. Every year there's hope. Take the hope away. Take the hope away and I'll be okay. Just... Get rid of the hope and, and, and go for the number one pick or something. But I can't, like, some weeks they'll turn it on. Even this year, that game against Hawthorne, I was just like, we're back! We're back! 
I was in a sponsored part, but I was on the table. Let's rephrase that. Three quarters against Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. The first, yeah. I was, I was up and about. Joey Dano, we're back. And then I, just... I think that game, my daughter would have been like maybe a month old. And I think it was the point where her first game she'd seen when she was born, we won. Then we lost, we lost. And then we'd done that game. I'm like, see, Juice, you know, we're back. You know, Essendon's back. We're going to come for, we're, we're, we're going for the finals. And the week later, I'm like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I don't yeah, know why, I don't it's... know why I've done this to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously, you should be calling social services because <laughs> well, I have anyone answered a few there. times, but. <laughs> I mean, but your three boys didn't get taken away from you. You've somehow yeah. stayed with the Carlton supporter. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've, got a, just... I've got a worse all round. I'm a Cowboy supporter in uh, American oh, football as well. Oh so, you know, yeah. mate, I, I go from like midway through, like you said, you get that hope at the start of the year. Oh, Carlton's Always with right. You know, yeah. and then. Midway through the footy season, I'm like, oh, at least I've got the Cowboys to look forward to. We're looking good. And then the way we've started, and then obviously. And then Dak Prescott's ankle oh, ends up oh my on God. his backside. Oh, my God. So I, I, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but Dak going down has fucked my fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got him in the Dynasty League. I'm like, oh, I've got to see you off a lot. Great. Brilliant. But no, we got a mad Cowboys fan at the club. We got a few Americans that play with us, so and they're all they're all NFC East, so they're all Giants, uh, Washington, and and Dallas. Yeah, and I think it'll be the first division one with a losing record. I reckon. Good <laughs> for you this year. Just get to five. <laughs> yeah, how about you, Ben? Who do you support? Uh, West Coast diehard since birth. So hearing this is just music to my ears. We've had enough recent lately that I can be a proud West Coast supporter. It just cracks me up. <laughs> the difference is one was um, illicit drugs and one was illegal performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't talk about it. <laughs> Pep, pep times and cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well... Let's let's reminisce about some of the good times you've had as a supporter, and and who was your who's been your favourite player of all time? Oh, oh. James Hurd, just just hands down. I I you know I consider myself very fair minded. I like I loved Paul Kelly back in the day for Sydney. Yeah. Currently, Robbie Gray. I love Robbie Gray. I think there should be a new word in the dictionary: untackleable. And I think that's appropriate. Robbie Gray's picture next to the word untackleable. He's got to tackle the man. He's brilliant. I wasn't even bigging him up yesterday. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no, James Hurd. Always James Hurd. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really had much of a favourite player. I've always been the... Like, it's just a team to me. I've never thought of it. It's, it's one player makes a team or anything. It's just all the team. It's, you love Matera. Come on. Oh, Peter Matera. Pushing him for... Yeah. Uh, Peter, Peter Matera and Chris Wayne Waring. I've got a Guernsey over there signed from Maine. I was about 10. It probably still fit me as well, actually. Um, but yeah, those two, if anything. Yeah, they're good. both good players. Um, heard was all right, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was there. Oh, come back. <laughs> I, beg you, I beg your pardon, Riffy. Maybe. <laughs> good thing you two are in the same room. No, he's one of those guys that. If you, you looked at him at the start of his career and this guy's going to be one of the 
greats of a football club. You'd go, that bloke, that little skinny bloke, you're kidding, man. What he was able yeah. to achieve. Well, that's what amazes me about him. He's he's not the fastest or the fittest or the, the, the jump the highest. There's no reason he should stand out, but he just knows how to find the footy and always had time. He always seemed to have time with the football. And, I mean, I'm nothing like him. My God, I wouldn't even be close to how I play, but still idolise it and... Yeah, I used to when I when I got the chance because growing up in Adelaide, um, or outside of Adelaide, if I ever got the chance to go to games, I'd just watch him and be like, "How the fuck does he get the footy?" <laughs> but he's just a step ahead. He just knew where it was going. Yeah, that's that. Uh, I think that's one of the things I always love about Peter Matera. It's everything that I wished I could have been as a footy player. I knew I never would be. Running off, I mean, the 92 grand final, running off the wing, kicking five goals, left and right boot from anywhere on the field. He's just untouchable. He's got to be one of the greatest players of all time. Peter Matera, absolute legend. Oh, I don't have a player. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me a line as well. Peter Matera, Peter Matera, and I will not have a word said again. <laughs> well, uh, we. Like Ed Dog mentioned before, we just spoke to a couple of other guys from uh, that do another podcast called Kick to Kick Podcast, where they're actually so that again, kick to kick. kick, kick to kick. Yep. So they've oh, actually nice. gone back to the very start of the VFL and they're tracing the history. They're going year by year and they're going through yeah. the whole history of the VFL all the way up to the AFL. And um, so if you you got some time, check that out, and you'll be able to. Oh, yeah, listen yeah, back to when uh, Essendon was definitely. glory days, and who was it? Who was it? One of them said Dick Reynolds was it? That yeah, yeah. The greatest player yeah. the game. What, yeah, they they rate him as one of yeah. the greats. Uh, no, no, the greatest. Lee Matthews. <laughs> get your facts right, mate. The greatest. They called it. The greatest. Yeah. <laughs> they are only I up to this. fifty-one. So the uh, greatest. <laughs> he's the greatest <laughs> up to fifty-one so far. Good. I'll put it on when I'm watching Dylan Shield fumble and <laughs> fall forward next year. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dylan. Sorry, Dylan. I really want Dylan Shield to somehow listen to this podcast now. <laughs> I couldn't. What, what was it at the start of the season? You went for me in the role. So, so, yeah, to a Volvo. <laughs> Swedish Volvo. Volvo that doesn't start. Uh, no. no. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it. We're talking about Dick Reynolds again. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it about uh, Port Malmo. So when was that club first started? Yeah, right. So um, <laughs> that history of Port Malmo is linked very much with Helsingborg, which is which I mentioned earlier, 70 k's up the coast. And that started, Helsingborg started in 1993, I think, by Terry Lundquist. And uh, he's one of the worst footballers you ever see, but he's a passionate <laughs> Australian and uh, got it going. So um, this Helsingborg, I mean, a quarter of the size of Malmo, but whatever reason, has this big Aussie rules following up there. And uh, in 2003, Danny Johncock um, got the club started down here with Mark White. And what they were doing was playing a local league um, with two or three teams down here. So I'm not sure if you're aware of the geography, but um, Malmo, where we are, is just a 20-minute trip on the train from Copenhagen in Denmark. So we actually play in the Danish league. But um, early on, our region, Skorna, the, the state that we live in, um, there was four teams here. So 
the early 2000s when Malmo started in 2003 was sort of a branch out of um, these other clubs in the area. And uh, I know I was talking to Danny Juncock, who's a mad Crows fan. He was saying last night they, they tried to be called mongrels was what he originally wanted. The league shut it down. They're like, you can't be called the mongrels. He went, oh, well, fucking maulers then. And that's how we got our name and we're stuck with it. And uh, Mark White, thinking he's from Adelaide, he goes, well, we called Port Malmo then. And uh, unfortunately for Danny, he's a mad Crows fan and hates everything Port Adelaide. He was fuming when he found out that Port got added to, to Malmo. But, uh, yeah, it was around 2003 it got started and then that sort of league in this area broke up and in 2007 was the first year they entered the Danish league. So despite being a Swedish team, we're playing the Danish league. Does that make sense? Any of yeah, that? Yeah. So being that you live so close to Copenhagen, which is why you're playing the Danish league, do you... Mm. Like with COVID, was there an issue like sort of crossing the borders over in Europe or? Yeah, massively. So Denmark, I mean, completely different philosophies over here. Sort of Sweden was all about, I don't know how much you've heard. I mean, Sweden's come up a lot, but it's very much about living with COVID. And I mean, to be honest, the joke here is that um, the two metre rules in, uh, the two metre rules gone away. So now people can go back to standing five metres apart. (laughs) I mean, not the, the closest people anyway. So, uh, Sweden, yeah, Sweden sort of kept things open. We were training during the season without contact, so we never had, um, we never really had an off period. Um, but Denmark was the opposite; they were in complete lockdown. So, it actually was, you know, a, a blessing in disguise. We started a, um, a lo- the local league again. We, we built that up. So, we've got a really good Gaelic club here, where we have a lot of the Irish lads play with us, and so we started a. Um, interleague tournament um, over about seven weeks. Uh, We travelled up to Stockholm, played a game up there. There's a new club in Equa, uh, which is three hours away. So we had a game there as well, a little tournament there. And then eventually Denmark opened up again at the start of August. Mm. And so it felt like we had a full season before August, to be honest. And then um, we had a shortened season, so we played everyone once. yeah, but it was, for us, a really long season. We, we were very lucky. We built the club, new, lots of new players, um, and playing in a local sort of league, internal league, meant you can play lots of new guys, uh, a lot of girls. We've got a good girls' club going as well. So, um, yeah, it was a blessing. But, yeah, I mean, when we travelled to Denmark, we did it recently, you get the masks on and everything. And I think that you can't go out till 10 o'clock, I think, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. The pub's shut because you can't catch COVID before 10 o'clock, I think. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, one of those weird rules. But, yeah, usually when we go to Denmark, it's quite a trip. Aarhus is three hours away. Odense is a couple of hours away. Allborg's a few hours away. So, usually one or two of those trips will stay the night and and get on the lash, but um, not this year. It was sort of play, fist bump, bugger off. Yeah, there was no real hanging around. But yeah, to answer your question, we weren't that interrupted, to be honest. We are very, very lucky. <laughs> yeah, we, we have heard. Yeah, I think we sort of had to stop posting pictures. We'd post pictures of um, <laughs> trainings and games and people back home going, what are you bastards doing? <laughs> Just stop posting. 
uh, we, we've heard we've heard a lot about Sweden, and it seems to be the um, apparently the way to go. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, different. I mean, it's kicking off again up Stockholm Way. That's always a lot closer. But now in Skåne, where we are, it's quite a big area. Yeah. Quite that up, so. density, amount of people in the area. Yeah, but I'm not going to get involved in any of those. I mean, it sounds like hell in Melbourne with the oh, lockdown. We're not yeah. going to get involved because I've had Rifty edit about half an hour of conversations I've had with people during the recording yeah. and don't want to put the work on him again. They're not conversations, yeah, they're, they're rants. They're not. Oh, they're rants, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It a must one, be hard to... A one-sided conversation then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just Dylan shit won't hear you boo from your man cave. That's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, how much, how much success have you had uh, playing in that Danish league? I mean, how do you measure success? <laughs> By premierships. Okay, well, once, around once back in 2009. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've made a few grand finals, though. 2011, I think you made a grand final. And, uh, I think about six. Yeah. So made and lost about five or six before, yeah. before my time. I think 2013-14, we hosted and lost the grand final to Farham, uh, Farham Cats. They're the most successful Danish club. They're they're all they're amazing. They're all Danes. Yeah, like you can't you cannot help but respect a team, all Danes, and they're wiping the floor with us. Just twenty goal wins against a team of mostly Australians. Not that we're the greatest Australians, but they're just showing us how it's done. Yeah, big army boys all got the big rig on them. We usually get a few girls down to watch the game when we play them. Yeah, but uh, that's always good. <laughs> yeah, they're class. No, but yeah, we've had the one win, but we're always thereabouts. We're always competitive. Um, yeah, and like I said, we've we've been building the club a lot. There's you've probably talked to other people, of course, and there's restrictions on how many Aussies you can have on the field and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a real focus for us is to make sure that the club's here when we leave when we're not here. So, um, it's really important to to give them a run. So we've had different clubs in the league come and go, come in and out because of mismanagement. Aussies come, throw them all on the field, win some games, then they all piss off the next year and you got nothing. So it's a real balancing act, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, success on the field was, was a bit dry this year. I mean, we, we won. We knocked the knocked the snot out of the, our big rivals in Sweden. So... I'd, I'd, I'd be comfortable to say we're the biggest um, club in Sweden and the strongest club, but we're measuring ourselves against the DAFL, I guess, which is a little bit higher standard. So, unfortunately, there, we've still got a bit to go. But, um, in terms of size, I'd say we're the biggest, us and Udense, probably yeah, the biggest. I think we've got 31 blokes that played with us this year. Nortelia up north of Stockholm as well, a huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you guys did. Um, I'll, I'll ask this question first before we talk about that. You guys also have a women's team, which are the links. Yeah. The Port yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. when did they get started? How did it come about? <laughs> yeah. Well, shock. This might shock you, but uh, back to Helsingborg. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So that was back in 2012, 13. Um, a group of us, uh, Terry, again, who started the men's team there, uh, a group of us decided to do a Wednesday night non-contact. It was the tags. You know, you put the tags in and pull the tags off. 
version of footy. And we do that in the park and we've got a whole lot of kids playing with us and randoms just to promote the game. And a few girls came along, um, Michaela Olsen, that's what I remember. She was mad about it. But yeah, so they started, I would coach the, the, the Helsingborg team and an hour before I would coach the girls team. So I'd get there at five, coach the girls till six. Then we'd coach the, um, and then we'd go uh, coach the men's. But um, I left and it wasn't anything. It was just girls um, coming to train. But Ryan Davidson, who was in Malmo, he's the one who started it and made it massive. So um, he stepped away this year, but he was uh, huge and did, I mean, I can't imagine how many trains he went to with one or two girls. Um, that kept it going. But now, I mean, we've got 14 girls every every other night at training. Mm-hmm. So real good group of them. All Swedes, basically, just the one Aussie girl mm-hmm. um, and an Irish girl from the Gaelic club. But all young Swedes who were keen as. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's left a massive legacy. And it's awesome, to be honest. Like, the club's just so much bigger mm-hmm. with the girls. They struggle for competition, so... There's again, there's that team just outside of Stockholm, Natalia. They play them a bit. Um, but yeah, otherwise, they're having a game this weekend. All the Danish girls are coming together and they'll play them in a nine or 12 aside competition. But yeah, they're just keen as like it's amazing and far out. Like they've had two big tournaments this year and their games against Natalia have been. Edge of your seats, so yeah. real like screaming uh, under the underline. Yeah, <laughs> so I think when I knew that they were going to be good, was they lost a, a final in this uh, tournament back in August, September, August in April, yeah. And they were crying, they August were in tears. tears, and I was like, Oh, they really it's give like, a fuck. This is awesome, like they're really getting it. And yeah, they've yeah. built this wonderful group of girls, so it means. Yeah, they're all away this weekend on a footy trip, actually. So, <laughs> I don't know how they, they're going to turn up for the game tomorrow. Hungover as shit. Oh, but, uh, I hope they're ruined. Don't yeah. be friendly, <laughs> They can be belted tomorrow. They can't. They don't, those girls don't know how to be friendly, though. But uh, <laughs> no, we do. We do have to say, though, Ryan Davidson for many, many years stuck with it. He coached the national women's team as well here. And uh, yeah, really built the club. Yeah. So it's- don't sort of realise how much you do until someone steps away and you need three people to replace one. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've heard you know, all throughout Europe just how big women's footy is getting it. You know, it's people like Ryan that do that and put the yards yeah. in the time and the help. So that brings me to the question I was about to bring up was Festival of Football, Port Malmo, the Lynx, the Molars, the Double. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously it's, it's 9.30 here on the Tinnies. Must have been a big night for the club. Yeah, well, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the club, the club is community. Like, it's not just a footy club; it's a community club. But that was awesome because, we, like I said, we again we're talking about we didn't have success on the field this year because we just cut off last week that knocked us out. But I mean, really, we did have success, and that was a huge day for us. And, and the, we'd lost to them a couple of times, and. And they brought down a really good team and there's some awesome players there. Um, a few of them have lived in Australia with my mum yeah. <laughs> and played footy. <laughs> Not like that, mate. This is serious. I haven't heard that before. It's like, and then my mum was like, okay. 
it was a shock but it also goes back to what you just said before about community it goes back to that that these people were that comfortable with you that they could come to Australia spend time with your family no issue yeah yeah, and that, I mean, and but, I mean, I grew up in Port Lincoln, which is a rich football history, particularly with the Indigenous players. And uh, so he got to, yeah, he. I mean, sorry, we're talking about Buster Sunday, who's the national team captain and uh, a big motivator and pusher of the the Norteya football. But yeah, so they've got. My point was, they've got. They're a very good team. They had a few Aussies from Stockholm uh, in there as well, and we got to play eighteen a side, which is rare. Usually, it's nine or twelve, and half-assed bullshit, but uh, we got to play full 18 aside. We had 26 blokes, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was wonderful. We yeah, we got to beat the crap out of each other and we ended up winning. And then after that, we had um, a three-team tournament for the girls. And again, that was awesome. The, 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 the women got to play on the centre stage at the end there and have the crowd. And I mean, yeah, they that was a tough game. And and when they ran away with it in the last two or three minutes, it was electric, you know. The, the goal celebrations were coming out yeah. and, like, the girls were, yeah. It was so much fun. Just so much fun. Um, but, yeah, massive day for the club. I mean, any game, to be honest, we only get nine games a year, if that. Um, yeah. So maybe four of them are at home. So during the summer in Sweden, you get the long days and everything. It's usually just the best to sit outside in the sun, drink drink beers, and um, talk about yeah, talk about your victories on the field. <laughs> yeah, exaggerate the goal that you kicked from the square and things like that. Oh, and then, awesome. so it's, it's the goal that you kicked from the square, the first beer, and then by about oh, the twelfth beer, it was I was, I was seventy five out in the car park, mate. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, the angle. I was looking yeah. at one goal. The wind was blowing this way. So I dropped it, the wind blew the other way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. How did it go? I kicked the skin off it so hard that the balloon went through the middle and the weather went through the point. Yeah. It was a seven-pointer to win. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking that. I thought he might, he might not be up with our ads, but... Right. He's, he's, you're obviously uh, watching the, the... Oh, is this an ad? What is this? Yeah. The Perfect. Perfect. Ad. That's your one. I've listened to a couple of yours, yeah. Well, sorry, is there an advert where someone kicks the crap out of the... Furphy, it's a Furphy. Furphy yeah. ad. Yeah. That's it, yeah, yeah. It's an ad for Furphy where he's telling the story how he needed seven points to win and he kicked, kicked the stuffing out of the ball and the, the leather went through the points and the blood went through the... And there's your Furphy. Furphy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's basically us on the field after the game. That's oh, Saturday uh, night. Yeah, well, our coach, he kicked an absolute ripper goal a handful of years ago, and he got nicknamed the Iceman after that because it was a goal that <sighs> I think it put us in probably about a minute to go. Yeah. So it, yeah. it started off as 25 out, slight angle, which it was a bit further out there, but it's all of a sudden he was in the car park. I'm sorry, he was on a main road three Ks away to slot the goal. <laughs> Yeah, and and the reason he got the ice, one of the guys said, you know, he's got ice in his veins for kicking that, you know, so he's the ice man. But then the, man, yeah. the story evolved mm. to he kicked the goal and then said, get around me, I'm the ice man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Giving yourself a nickname. 
Yeah. He's clearly been waiting for that moment for seven years. It's boys! Nice, man! It's amazing how stories evolve across 10, 20, 30 beers in seven years. Yeah. 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 And oh, we yeah. he hasn't he hasn't lived that nickname down yet, so um, <laughs> the Iceman invites you to his wedding. <laughs> Come celebrate the Iceman and his fiance, Mrs. Iceman. <laughs> well, you mentioned uh, having having beers and talking about yeah the glory times on the field. But what sort of social sides does the club do? You know, do you have any functions, grand final day, things like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, grand final is at like five in the morning, so we're usually completely we're <laughs> completely gone by nine. Um, everyone's partners just loves that day. But um, <laughs> a lot of hotel rooms are booked that day. Yeah. Well, you'd be looking forward to this year then, not having a over the moon. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. So we'll probably, hopefully we'll get a better turnout. But I mean, it just shows you how keen they are. We've got blokes that come from you know quite far away and have to catch buses at fucking three in the morning just to get to the to the club um, to watch it so yeah it's it's awesome but the the club is like i said it's a it's a community club first and foremost you've got so many particularly aussies that come over here they see the big sticks down at the field which is on down near the beach and they're like there's not footy here is there and they do some google and find it and they're over the moon and uh, you know you find blokes jobs here um yeah it's all sorts so it's you know someone moves house there's 20 blokes there to to help them move and um there's all those little things that uh make a club a club really so uh we're very lucky like that we try and bring that so i mean where i grew up again in port lincoln it was the footy club was everything mold grew up on a farm and the footy club was where you went to socialise and drink on a Tuesday, Thursday and a Saturday. My old man hated footy, hated it. But it was the only place to get a beer on a Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. So he had to be, he was the groundsman. He fucking hated it. He, give them both a football, they'll stop fighting over it. Like, <laughs> he hated it. But mum loved it. Mum loved it. And I, I was one of four brothers. So we were heavily involved in the footy club. But um, you were trying to bring that sort of family over here that you know if one bloke needs a hand or if one bloke's down then everyone and I mean earlier late last year I had some issues with my visa and uh, this isn't the Swedish migration is not going to hear this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I had some issues with the visa so I had to stop working for a few months and honestly the next day I had five slabs dropped off from uh, Danny John Cop from the club they're like here you go we'll get you through it <laughs> call and come around and it was awesome like it was yeah it's exactly what you wanted you know but in terms of official functions we've got our best and fairest night in a couple of weeks and that's usually a really big night um i think the biggest conversation for the last two weeks been had we often have a punch in a jar yucca punch yeah Yeah, yucca it's full of ice sugar lemon and vodka that's it and you pass it around and everyone shakes it and drinks out of it shakes it drinks out of it and they always get broken someone drops them but how are we going to do it with corona do we need to get a straw each do we need to have a tap at the bottle i think everyone can have a fucking shot glass yeah that's that's been the 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 biggest point of conversation for the last (laughs) few weeks 
No one gives a shit about the awards. <laughs> important things. Important yeah. things. Yeah. 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 No one gives but, a shit about the BNF count. It's all about the... <laughs> well done, Dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> but, well, you had a good year. Well done, mate. Anyone could have won that, they tried. But we do... Um, we do a lot of quiz nights um, and things like that to raise money for the club. Uh, we, we just go and watch the footy. We'll watch a replay. As long as no dickhead spoils the score, we'll go watch a, watch the replay later at the pub. We've got a very, we're very lucky. Sir Toby's the, the local pub here, um, puts it on for us. And, and the official sponsor. Yeah. So they, it's awesome because, I mean, again, Swedish culture, they come, they watch the game and they leave. Whereas the Australians will come an hour before and stay four hours after and sink 48 beers. So mm. they, they love having this, us there. They, we're a good moneymaker for them and, and they sponsor us as well. So, um, yeah, there's always a corner of the pub that's got some footy game on mm. um, at some point. So that's often um, one of our big functions as well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, it's, yeah, it's hard. I mean, yeah, it's hard. All right, so before we get into asking you to throw some teammates under the bus, oh, for uh, you, right. which right. is uh, one of our favourite parts, um, yeah, just a little one we've added in. If you could go back and attend any sporting event ever, where would you go back to and why? 92 grand final. <laughs> West, West Coast first grand final. I love how quick it was. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I feel I feel bad because I've got a I mean I've got a few I mean I'd love to be at a Melbourne Cup where I knew the winner so I could just put, <laughs> put the house on the <laughs> yeah. I mean all of these I suppose all of them you can make. He's the from. first person that actually smart about this. Everyone's yeah. just like oh, I go back to like no, ninety two or personal limits. He's gone. Yeah. Fuck. Where can I win some dollars? Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for pointing that out. I'm, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I, 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 I want to go somewhere Who was the, who was the biggest uh, underdog to win it? Well, I mean, I'm a bit like I said. I was a huge American sports fan, so when the Patriots were down 28 to three, I'm a Pats fan. Oh. Everything cost them. For me. But when the oh, Pats were down 28 to three. three. This bloke is a fucking legend. Essendon and Pats. What can I... Oh, man! Oh! Should we start our own podcast? Oh, I think we should. <laughs> He's a Tottenham supporter, though, so just settle down. Oh, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm out. See you later, mate. <laughs> you just, oh, no, no, all your good work. I'm an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Wow. His face dropped. I'm Arsenal. You went from... Hey. You went from uh, I'm a mad gunner. Gunner, so... Jeez. You went from soulmates to mortal enemies uh, very quickly. Yeah, that was great. That was quick. You've, you've God, was have, that was the shortest friendship I ever had. <laughs> I was going to have to pass his bonus just then. You, you've got a love spot, don't uh, you? Right, right. I haven't said mine yet. But, I mean, obviously, 93 prelim final down by 40 points. That would be pretty amazing. Um I would love to have been in the room when Kevin Garnett was, anything is possible! <laughs> make finals, that was... Did you have a stroke when you said anything possible? I loved it. But no, I think Patriots down 28 to three, like, well, the interception, Butler's interception on the goal line. I feel like the patch 28 to three has come up twice now. First yeah, someone else wanted right. to go back to see yep. that. Yep. Yeah, right. Right, so I can't go there then. The oh, time no, you portal. can. It's a, it's a great. Right? My portal's already been used for 28 to 3. I've got to do something else. 
No, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it might be. It, it'd be a, it'd be a Super Bowl. No, nah, you'd want to go back to the Coliseum or something. Well, someone else, someone said Colin, we've had a, the, the Gladiators, we've had yeah, the first Olympics. The odds of what? Go watch slaves be murdered. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Settle down. Shocking. In 2020, I will not say I'll go to the but, Coliseum. No, but uh, you go something like the, the first Olympics that probably took like No, because they weren't even that fast. The same boat's way faster than what they were. <laughs> go back to the first. Same. You go to the most recent. Happy Freeman, yeah, that would have been good. Oh, all right. No, I wouldn't go to you Usain Bolt when he broke the record. I can pick a lane. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Patriots, 28 to 3. Because I remember watching that, and I remember at halftime going, Lady Gaga's a professional. The Patriots should be watching Lady Gaga <laughs> professional performs on the biggest stage. I was so oh, mad. Yeah. Actually, no, I'd go back to... Um, I'd go back to and watch Essendon play this year. They were so good. In three quarters <laughs> against Hawthorne. <Woo. laughs> I'd go watch Essendon oh, lose to Melbourne. Yeah, that'd be great. Let's cheer you what's up. What's yours? Sorry. What's your sporting event? Oh, what was yours, Ethel? We didn't have those questions, but I have thought about it and I've forgotten what it was. I. <laughs> I don't know. I, I said the yeah. rumble in a jungle. So, yeah. Oh, Harley yeah. Ford. So, that was, that was uh, hard. You know what, Rifty? Let's yeah. change the uh, the order we ask these next questions in and I'll think about it. Yeah, mate. To, to be there when Ali did that, to be in that crowd yeah. would have been. Oh, mate. That would have been a bit of a comeback, out. too. Patriots esque rope dopings. Copping the barrage. He's done. No, no, He's no. done. He's not putting a Patriots in with Muhammad Ali. That's, I'm not having that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, I just said that. That's fair. Sorry, I know exactly where I'd be. <laughs> it's, it's, it's some, it's, I've thought about this. It'd be where I've already been. I'd go back to 2018 in Newcastle when Melbourne Victory stole a championship. That's where I'd be. Oh, my God, no. I've, I've, I've already been there. So, I'm, I'm, I just... It's more the fact that, like, I was in that moment. That I was in that weekend. I was up in Newcastle. It was one of the fucking greatest... It, my best mate, Nathan, was up there with me, and he keeps telling my wife, she's like, yeah, he married you. Newcastle away, grand final, still best day in his life. Yeah, you've had a daughter. Still Newcastle away, grand final's best day of that dog's life. So, like... I believe this. You just brought up Rumble in the Jungle and you're talking about a fucking A-League premiership. That's insane. It's, it's because, Rumble it's in the like, Jungle to Newcastle in the A-League. That's yeah, no, it's one of the it's where I've already been. So I know just how good that moment was for me. Go somewhere yeah. you haven't been, you maniac. Now, just as you said 2018, it reminded me I would probably have to go back and want to be oh. sitting right in front of Eddie Maguire, 22 seconds ago <laughs> in the 2018 Grand Final. Just just when 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 Willy Rioli's laid that tackle on Jeremy Howe in the goal square, this camera's panned up to Eddie Maguire and you just see his heart ripping out. What do you say? What do you I came. I came so hard. <laughs> <laughs> do, you say Eddie Maguire? Do, you, do you have to say anything or do you just go... <laughs> <laughs> and his two little dipshit sons as well. Losers. <laughs> The first, the the first bloke we asked that question to, that was, his answer was he just wants to go back to the five minutes 
for the 2018 Grand Final to watch West Coast break Collingwood Hearts again. Yep. So, and I, I'm going to change my answer to the question, thinking about it. I, I, I fucking hate Man City. I hate Man United. But to go back yeah. when Aguero scored that goal in the 90, what, fourth or fifth minute to win the champ, win the EPL after being, what, two goals down, to be in that stadium when that happened would be just yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah, eruption. As much as I, as much as I hate Mel, Man City with an absolute passion, but hopefully being, we could. But being just nah, in that yeah. moment with Man United thinking they've won it because Man City has shut the bed and then they somehow bloody... Pulled it out, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I'd say a much better answer. I approve that. I'd still rather go to Newcastle first, but you know, if I can't go to Newcastle. <laughs> All right. Come on, Matt. It's time to oh, throw no, the no, teammates no. Oh, under the bus. Oh, oh, I'm hearing here. The blokes have never been to Newcastle. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> great. Great town. Nothing to do. All I'm hearing is yeah. it's A-League and who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one. To, to, be, to be perfectly fair, about three people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, no, still me, <laughs> and maybe some guy in Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> under uh, yeah. oh, the bus. So, I oh, like what we'll do. We'll try and uh, we'll ask a quick couple of questions and throw a few of your teammates from the uh, the Moles or the Links under the bus. So, who at the uh, Port Melmo would be the class clown? Class clowns. Me? No, I don't think so. I think, yeah. I'm calling this bike. Class clown. Timmy Jingle's uh, always good for a laugh. Yeah, I think we've got a few unintentional class clowns like that don't seem to be funny. But uh, yeah, we got a bloke who can scull a beer in about half a second. And uh, there's nothing more fun than to make him show off his skill 14 times in a night. He'll put, he'll put a bend. Bendy storing or a beer bottle, yeah. Storpedo, and yeah. you know, down in quarter of a second, so he's earned the nickname Storpy. We we got Mad Matt, who's an American, who oh, sort of um, he fell into football because he works with one of the boys, and he's he's a Dallas Cowboys fan, and and he's he's at every game, and uh, he's you there. hear him before you see him. Oh, every club hates his guts. <laughs> he was ducking. His mother's a ducker. His father's a the ducker. They're all duckers. Absolute legend. He just, if you never met the bloke before you go on, you hate him. You would hate him. Shut him the fuck up. Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, Lovely guy. Legend. God. <laughs> a loud American. What are you picture an American to be? Yeah. So you sit there and say that you've got a bloke that you show off his talent 14 times in a night. How quick we can scull a beer? <laughs> we've, we've got a bloke at our club that he, 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 he's not a bad sculler, but you'll sit there and go to him. You get your stubby holder, so you go, I'll meet you at the bottom. He's just cracked his beer. He's like, yep, no dramas at all. And you're sitting there with like that much left, not even, and you're just like... <laughs> he's sitting there necking his beer, you're just like, I didn't even touch it. I reckon <laughs> it, it happens to him at least two to three times a night on a big night. Two to and three. <laughs> Mate, I've seen it happen to him five times in a row. Like on just, Zoom. <laughs> just five beers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, and the because problem, the more he the, drinks, yeah. the more often he falls for it. Yeah. The so, thing yeah. Is, on the Zoom calls, though, it's him going, I'll meet yeah. you at the bottom. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no dramas, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And he'd be so proud. Oh, beat you. Beat you. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got me, mate. Well done. <laughs> and then you wonder why he's, passed, he's fast asleep under the table by 8 o'clock at night. 
this is yeah. this is a nice, is it? No, 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 no. Another one. Of, geez, it must be something about my good mates. <laughs> this is another bloke that's my brother party. Yeah, uh, Joshy Herford. He's um, yeah. Fuck. I don't know what it says about my brother party, but. Come yeah, think about it. this is more questions about you. Yeah. Was the Iceman there? Was the Iceman there? No, he wasn't in the Rotter Party. His, his missus was, though. So, fuck. Jeez. A few questions to be asked here. <laughs> Mrs. Iceman was Boy, there. his missus was in my <laughs> wife's Rotter Party. So, yeah. He's a party animal of the club. Oh, it's probably Mad Matt again. <laughs> uh, I mean, Ben is actually at the pub. Hang to close in. Hang on. Yeah, okay. Every other. <laughs> Uh, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, with the alcohol laws over here, it's very strict alcohol laws. It's really weird. You can only buy alcohol from one um, government-owned place, System Bolado, and um, you can't just get it in a shop or they're closed Sundays, public holidays. So to get a slab of beer, you've got to go to Germany and you get it for well, a third of the price. You can, price. you can, but it's very expensive. So. Danny's always uh, traveling to Germany, filling up his van with uh, 100 slabs for the club. Party animal. Oh, Mick, Aussie Mick, new Mick. Oh, Christ. Yeah, he's gotten in trouble Fucking a lot with his missus. Yeah. It often happens. The, the, God, the, they get a Swedish partner, they come over here, they're so happy that they've found a football club so the Swedish partner can be glad. And then after a month, they, they're a bit over the club. Yeah. <laughs> Just sick of the week. Uh, yeah, Mick's uh, been on the end of that. Yeah, Aussie Mick might. Uh, I think we all feed off each other pretty well as well. Yeah. All right, what about the bloke that takes the game far too serious? Mad Mac. <laughs> hey, Welcome to Melbourne, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think, I think Mark. We've got a new bloke this year. Yeah. Mark is a very good player. Very good player. Very good bloke. But uh, he is... He's built like a brick shit like, as yeah. well. He can, he can take it. He can fucking get out. <laughs> Sex on a campsite. He's fucking intense. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is just, yeah. He's barreling through blokes and he's, <laughs> the jumper punches come out. Yeah. Oh. He's, yeah. And he, yeah, very low. But yeah, he's, he's, he's quality. I hope we can keep him. But yeah. I might have to say I'm a prick for that as well. So in the, the, yeah. the in the Saffel, the, the South Sweden, the, the local league we got, we talked about them before. He'll like umpire most of the games, and oh, I don't, we can't talk. I don't. I don't think I'm that bad in the. No, you are. No, no, no. I don't think I'm that bad in the daffle, but in the saffle. Oh, uh, he, I, I went up at one point at quarter time and went. I know you're going to tell me to get fucked. He goes, just tell the other umpire. Don't want to fucking hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we oh, yeah. we have a fine system as well as most clubs do. We've got a fine system that keeps blokes sort of in line as well. So. <laughs> If anyone gets a bit Something. too worked up, a bit too serious, they usually cop a, cop a fine that'll go to the end of your trip. Double for contesting and... Yeah. All right, you mentioned end of your trip. Who's the bloke you wouldn't want to have to share a room with on a footy trip? I was thinking about that, yeah, because I It's fucking you just yeah, thought. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So we're up in... Um, yeah, look, okay. What was it? Was it last, last middle or last? Trust me. No, if, if, on Front Street. You can just... It, it's no, not no, if snoring is what you're worried about, mate, don't stress. <laughs> if, ah. that's, if that's the least of your worries, you're fine. All mate, right. you're on the other side of the camera. You can't smell this prick right now. <laughs> and he's probably on the camera as well. 
But no, we're up in Nortelia last year for the Swe- for the Euro Cup and all the national teams have come nah, to, to North Sweden. I honestly don't think they want to hear about my story, man. I think it's an interesting tale. Interesting tale? I didn't sleep yeah. a fucking week that night. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, snoring. Like you said, not the worst thing in the world. Well, uh, at, least, at least you didn't have wet that... shoes. Which... <laughs> What? Where's okay. You, you can tell the story, but fucking stop recording. Yeah. What happened to the footy trip? It got said on another podcast. It's not getting said on our official club podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, because what, you know, what can you tell? In Prague last year, you had a few stories and you can't really tell them. It because... happens on footy trips, it's on footy trip. Yeah. I mean, there's loads of adultery. No. <laughs> I'm going to be dead set. There was no adultery last year. And it's not, it's not cheating when it's I was the only so. single bloke. Even I was disappointed in myself for that fucking round. Yeah. So was it worse to start? Yeah, honestly, I feel terrible. It's, ah, Diesel. Diesel. He, oh, Diesel. One of the Irish lads who plays with us, he can talk the leg off a chair. Le- legend of a bloke. Lovely guy. Fantastic bloke, but... Ugly as fuck, fuck though. He'll talk, he'll talk. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Least, mirrors don't work in your place. Yeah. <laughs> I, just had a look. I just had a look at myself. Like, I can say it. I can say it because I'm ugly. I can say it. I can, I can make that joke. Yeah. Beautiful blokes like you can't make that joke, but I can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Diesel would be a tough And he farts too. Jesus Christ. He's and he cool. sends a fucking voice message. So, one of the other blokes at the, at the sponsor pub, he's part of the furniture there, Freddie. They've Got this constant back and forth. Freddie will just go, oh, Diesel's just messaging me. I bet it's a fart. Opens it and it's just a... Huh? <laughs> yeah, oh, just, every every yeah. time he's got to get a fart out, it's got to be sent to someone. I think that's why the smartphone was invented, so that people could record their farts. <laughs> and send. As soon as they can capture smell, we'll really be taken up. <laughs> yeah. Snapchatting blokes in the toilet, and, you know, while they're in the yeah. toilet is... Uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it, but uh, I'm glad I well, don't smell lucky. it. What frustrates what frustrates me is the um, telephones. They let you use the camera even when they're locked. So every time I leave my phone, <laughs> eighteen pictures of his cock just <laughs> every time, and he's sending them to people. Oh. He says me Why do they let the camera work when your phone's locked? I don't see how. That's helpful. How quickly it's only helpful for the person who owns the phone to be like, oh, I need a quick photo of this. There it is. But for someone yeah. that wants to take the person's phone, shit ass. Yeah, awful. I was going through Don't. Sunday morning. I was like, oh. he sends me a message early <laughs> Sunday morning and I'm just is. next to him. This and the message just says, you should be in jail. And I went, oh, yeah, you be. Gosh, <laughs> what the fuck have I done? And I'm like, okay, she can't see the message. Oh. And then he sends, I just looked at my phone. You're an animal. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. But, but I snore, so I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I snore, so I'm fucker. <laughs> up. Who, who's got the best nickname at the club? Um... I like Crash. Yeah. So there's this bloke similar, Simon. He um he played American football before joining the club. He's four foot nothing and a half. He's almost as wide. Um, he just doesn't have a break. So we 
he runs and he just doesn't know how to slow down. We call him Crash because he just crashed back. He just fucking runs into bloke. He's injured. He, so he broke Max's nose. Yeah. He all, following week, he almost, well, he busted my nose. Um, no, the week before that, he busted fucking, uh, almost took Brody out as well. Yeah, he just leaves a, a trail of destruction. So um, his name's Simon, which is funny. But yeah. Yeah, Crash, because he yeah. just, he's an accident. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, Strawberry? I'm trying uh, to hide the can. Uh, Stroppy. Right. Yeah. Timmy Tinkles. Tinkles, he went home. Very, we had a <laughs> we had an after the game. We we got a keg down, and uh, the only keg we could get was seven and a half percent. It wasn't your typical four and a half five, and uh, no one no one told anyone because we didn't want. To <laughs> Why <nervous>. would you? <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the night, at down the field, everyone was yeah. Three sheets to the wind, would you say? But he went home and uh, pissed on his missus' rug in the lounge. So, Timmy Tinkles. Needless to say, we didn't see Timmy for about a month. <laughs> no training, it's fucking nothing. <laughs> he was, uh, uh, yeah, what was the word? I don't know what you... <laughs> he was out of the club yeah. for a month. <laughs> Suspended. No, 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 he, he was in self-isolation. Yeah, yeah. He was in the doghouse. That's where he was. <laughs> he was Probably scrubbing, yeah. scrubbing. But yeah, I snored. But he pisses on a rug. <laughs> yeah, but I snored. You fucked one goat. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Eves, for joining us. Um, where can everyone <laughs> go to, to follow along uh, Port Malmo and... The escapades of the Port Melmo Maulers. We won't tell them about the dark page. Um, no, we've uh, got Instagram for the links and Maulers each. I'm not on Instagram. I think it's just Port Melmo links, Port Melmo Maulers. Um, Instagram would be perfect for the things that you do with cameras. You would love it. I reckon you'd ban pretty quickly. No. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm just going to ban myself before we start. Yeah. Uh, and then it's we've got portmalmo.com. That's not the most up to date. I think it's just Facebook and Instagram are the main things to go by. Yeah, the website's, um, website's oh, your, your website's fucking incredible. Oh, cheers. Yeah, not, yeah, not, cheers. Not, not we didn't do shit. Uh, but yeah, it's the Port Melmo Football Club on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's yeah. good. And uh, I don't know. We'll see if um, I think we're going to be ordering some new Guernseys. We didn't get enough in the first patch. We'll see if we can get an extra one ordered and then yeah. uh, send it down for the man cave. Oh yeah, cheers for Neil's. I think Neil's has applied, supplied everyone. Is there a new hoodies? Yeah, Neil's and those do good work, and they were there. They were the makers yeah. of South Dublin, the the winner yeah. of the best jumper in the no, world. No, 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 they weren't. Oh, what? Right. They winner weren't. of the best jumper. Oh, mate, you haven't, you haven't seen the Swedish Shelves oh, jumper. Are you serious? What's yeah. South Dublin? What colours? What colours? Uh, they were the like an old like South Melbourne type style with a skyline through it. Like the oh, South oh, like a skyline. Yeah, but you, you mentioned about um we did another run of jumpers. Hit us up. I'll order myself a forty-two and I'll run around in a, a Mauler's jumper footy trainer next season when we get going. Forty-two. Forty-two. Awesome. All right. Yeah. 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 So I reckon I'm, I'm about a small. I reckon maybe a medium these days. <laughs> a small is that over one arm? <laughs> one finger, oh. yeah. Yeah. Don't have a go at him, Jesus! <laughs> this guy's got to be out there. Jesus! Where blokes say I'm a smaller medium. You, 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 it's open game because you know they're sitting there going about seven sizes too small. 
<laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, I know that I really should be wearing a double X, a, a double XS, but I go this small just to not be that guy on paper wearing an extra X four. Yeah. All right, get a bit handsy. Oh. Good awesome. luck to the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> we, we got the red rifle at quarterback now, so we'll be all right. <laughs> It's uh, going to be great. Yeah, awesome. Uh, thanks, Eves, for joining us, guys. We've got to run because the next final is about to start. Watch. So um, enjoy the enjoy the the last last prelim and the grand final next week. Hope you guys have a good cheers party for that. Well. And, yeah, um, yeah. Take care. Yeah, thanks, cheers. Guys. Cheers for awesome. doing this, guys. It's, uh, yeah, it's great that you're getting around the world and getting to all these footy clubs and getting names out there. Yeah, I've been sponsored for this. You are right. Sort of by the club sponsors, <laughs> <laughs> by, by people that are already giving money to the footy club, nothing separate. Um, well, I hope they give you a lot more. I hope we can contribute something. To the... Yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. Thanks again, guys. Good on you, fellas. Take it easy. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments, or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info and we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number Hey Siri, play the Cobra Cast with the present VP. Now playing podcast Cobra Cast with the present VP.